and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 Podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. So hello, everyone, and welcome to the Path 11 podcast. I have brought back one of my favorite guests, Bernadette Bloom, and she is now actually one of my teachers. We had her on episode 230, and I have to kind of give you a little bit of background. Um, So I know that you guys have had the chance to hear about my experience with what happened to my mother. So Bernadette and I actually recorded our podcast on our October 11th, and my mom passed away pretty tragically on October 19th. They, we have a listener, Barbara, um, who is connected to Mike's family and heard Bernadette's podcast and loved it. And, you know, connected with Bernadette, I think at the Awaken Fair, or is that what it's called? It was before then. It was before then she came, she came down before then. Yeah. Okay. I I met Mike's mom at the Awakened Fair. Yeah. So, um, so Bernadette's, you know, podcast went out, people loved it. And, um, Barbara had heard the news. So she had shared that with Bernadette and then Bernadette, uh, reached out to me and gifted me a session and said, you know, I'll gift you a session. Let's try to work on you. You know, how are you doing? And, uh, after my mom's passing, I was not doing well at all. I was completely out of my body. I was walking around on this earth, but not here on this earth. I don't even remember half of what was going on. And uh, she caught me pretty quickly. I think it was maybe a week or two after. And uh, so we just did a Skype call like this. And she walked me through whatever it is that she does. And I was completely put together. That's all I could say. I, I had clients coming in that afternoon. I was functioning better. I was present with them. I literally felt like my soul had come back into my body. I remember telling my family and friends, like, I don't know what this woman just did, but whatever she did, thank God. Um, and I just from, you know, it's kind of one of these things where you have to experience it in order to believe it. So I really didn't know what I was experiencing. I just wanted to take any and all help because I knew I wasn't myself after my mom's death. And I'm so, so grateful for you and really, really appreciate that. And I knew that I was really connected to this material when I brought you on the show for episode 230. But then after having experienced it, I said, I have to learn this. This needs to be a part of my toolbox. So I came down to Bedford, New York uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I took the very first uh, part of Bernadette's training. And I left there, of course, with a ton of questions. And I said, you got to come back on the show. I have to talk about this with you and tell you all that's going on. So um, actually, you know, another thing that I can share with them, and we'll maybe edit this in is you also provided me about a five minute clip of an explanation of what you were doing um, in my energy session at that time. And you kind of explained, I remember you saying all of my chakras were shut down and then you brought me to think about certain thoughts. And this was more about trauma. So maybe we could talk about that when I had to think about some traumatic thoughts and my life with my mom. And you said the chakras shut down again. And then I remember I had this beautiful image of my entire body turning into a triangle 
Mm. And you said, well, that's, yeah, you said, that's interesting. You pulled out your diagram and you said, well, this is what we work in. We work in triangles in esoteric healing. So I was like, what? It was crazy. It was wild. I love the training. I'm coming down for the second one in March um, to learn more. And so, yeah, so I just want to keep talking about this stuff because it's transformed my life. Um, It's helping me. It's helping others. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if you want to reflect a little bit, if you remember our session at all. Um, And it's okay. I I do remember our session, you know, and myself having, oh, I'd say probably nine cases of PTSD it's a little scary the first time that you don't even know that you have it. And for me, when I had the first one, I was going to the bank and ending up at the post office and not knowing how I got there. And my relationships were falling apart and I was bouncing checks and I was having some pretty nasty, vivid nightmares. And then I did the technique that I did on you, April, at a class. And the, for the first time, and like I got you right away because I knew it was really important. But I walked around like that for nine months. So can you imagine what it's like if somebody walks around longer than that? No. Um, and I could just feel everything just come off me. And I was like, whoa, welcome back. <laughs> so uh, I've sort of, made, uh, on a lot of levels, I've made that my specialty. And behind every disease, whether it's cancer, whether it's fibromyalgia or something else, there's some sort of trauma that's happened in somebody's life that gets stuck in the energy field and then gets expressed as a dis-ease. And notice I'm saying dis-ease. For us, dis-ease means not balanced. You're not balanced. Yeah. So, you know, in regards to the trauma, right? So I had the trauma of the way that my mom died and kind of just going through all of that. And then the background of our very complicated relationship with her addiction issues and, and stuff of that sort. So you actually took me through, you guided me to actually do a little bit of a life review with my whole mom. So it wasn't even specifically just the trauma of her death. But I remember, um, you know, just bringing up these memories that you were guiding me to do. And this is the other wild thing. And this is what I love about this, because I have, um, you know, background in mental health, right? I'm a therapist. So in clinical psychology, what do we do? We are talking it out. We're reliving shit. We're, you know, okay, go back to this time. Well, tell me about this. Tell me about that. And Bernadette asked me nothing. I didn't, I barely talked. I didn't have to talk. I didn't have to tell her these horrid and horrific memories. She just said, okay, now I just want you to begin, you know, bring up all of your memories that you can. I shared not one word and I felt huge shifts. So can you talk a little bit about how esoteric healing can work maybe specifically on a single trauma, but we also went through all my traumas with her in like 45 minutes. That's crazy. You were fast and we had to get you back on your feet because you help so many people. Not everybody's as fast as you. Okay. So just, just keep that in mind. Okay. All right. Please. Because people always say, well, how, how long will it take? And I'm like, well, how long have you had it? You know? So you, you just had the trauma right away and that it triggered all the other traumas. But if you're carrying around this trauma for like 20 years, it's like peeling an onion you know, one layer, but if I can get the first one, if I can get the, so when people come to me, I ask them to pick three emotional things that they have not been able to resolve. Okay. Then I try to get them to be as specific as possible. So somebody just wrote to me, anger, depression, and I'm like, anger about what? Depressed about what? You know, get as specific as you can. And then I have my famous blue picture for everybody to see. (laughs) So what I do is make this, 
and you go on an airplane, you put your own oxygen mask on before you help anybody. So this is my spiritual oxygen mask. When I worked with April, this would be April connecting to her up to the source and ask for the highest and best good. So I'm not doing the work per se. Her soul, and then in here is the monad, is doing the work. And then we're bringing all the healing energy back through me and into her. So she would be the receiver and I'm the facilitator. So we always have to, the spiritual level does not have the trauma. The, the physical body does, the emotional body does, the mental body does, the personality body does. In some, in some cases, the soul has the trauma. So you need the monad, which is actually not listed in this picture. That's the highest vibration to take out the trauma. So when I'm also trying to explain this to people, whenever I say the word monad, people's faces are like, hmm? what? <laughs> what's the monad? And I actually found uh, uh, some other things. I have not read any, I haven't had a chance, but Alice Bailey, you mentioned in our training, wrote and channeled 26 books um, by DeWall Dewa Cool, right? DeWall Cool. Very good. Um, and... So in that, I also, I, so I haven't read those books yet, but I also found something when I was trained in angelic Reiki that they had a whole section. I went back in my book and I'm like, oh my God, the monad. We didn't really touch on it too much. I'm like, there's the monad again. And what was in that training manual talked about, I don't know if this is a great way to describe it, but if you have the source energy right in that picture, you have that big ball there. And then that is say God source, whatever you want to call it. The monad is the first breaking off of creation of life. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. We call it the I am presence. It's the first separation from the creator. Exactly. Okay. And then after the first separation of the creator, then we're connecting to the soul star. Is that then uh, the I am presence is now creating our soul or the energetic soul? Or what is the soul star? Is that something totally different? That That's different. So that's a very good question. Uh, we have what's called, I think I explained this before in the other interview, we have what's called the life thread, the life thread. The life thread comes from the monad. It doesn't come from the soul. So the life thread comes from the monad, comes through the spiritual triad, the soul, and actually attaches into the heart organ of the body. Okay. So as long as you're alive, you want that life thread to be attached. It can, I've had people where they were in their, in their, uh, in the process of making their transition, but the life thread was still attached. So as long as the life thread is still attached, you can actually, if it's for their highest and best good, go back and energize the life thread so it doesn't attach and they come back in. I've, I've actually done that with a few people. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just trying to like refresh my memory too of all that we've talked about in the last, the last episode. We might repeat a couple of other things, but that's okay because repetition helps to, um, you know, put it in our memory a little bit better. But I wanted to go back to Alice Bailey a little bit, because you had said that when she channeled this work by DeWall Cool, that well, it's, it's good for 250 years, and we are at 123 years. So when I, when I was sitting in class, I was like, well, then what? <laughs> what happens after 250 years? Like, well, then there'll be more. <laughs> and what's happened, you know, that was, that statement was made at that time. And 
for me, I've worked to evolve the work, evolve the work, evolve the work, evolve the work, take the work and evolve it, take the work and evolve it because it's always changing. So when I first started teaching in 1997, just a few years ago, the way I taught then is a, a lot different than the way I teach now. The way I teach now is much faster. I give homework assignments ahead of time. People are already meditating. I don't have to teach you how to meditate. You're already doing it or you've at least heard the word. You know, people, a lot of times people are doing some sort of spiritual practice. Whereas when I first started, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have Skype. We didn't have Zoom. We didn't text. So it was slow. <laughs> but now we're on the fast track with technology and people want it. You know, people are coming. I just got like five emails this morning. Can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? I'm like, yeah, but I can't help everybody in like one week. That's why I want to teach as many people as possible. So the more people that know this work, then they can help people. Yeah. And so a couple of other things about this work, because we talked about what is a difference and a lot of people were asking it in the training. What is the difference between this and Reiki? Right. So I mm -hmm. just want to kind of explain a couple of things that I've been experiencing since I've been trained, came to the training. Um, well, and also after my mom died, I still feel like there has been a shift. Um, and I don't know if I have to do more work on myself within the third eye or not, but what I'm noticing, and I don't know if it's because of the PTSD and the trauma and you know, it's only been, we're in what, January, October, November, December, three months, three going on four months. It seems like it's been a year. Um, but I have noticed that my, I don't want to say intuitive or psychic ability. Like when I would work on people in Reiki, the amount of information that I would get, the things that I would see, the words that I would hear, the deceased relatives that would come into the sessions, the past life information. I mean, a lot of clients would come to me because I'm an extremely visual person and, you know, would be able to see all these things. I feel like that has completely quieted down. And one of my other teachers said, you know, that's okay. We evolve as healers. You know, you may be shifting into something else. And there's a part of me that's so afraid to let go of that. And I'm like, and I can't really necessarily access it. So I don't know if there's something going on with my ajna, um, if there is something that's blocked, or if it's really okay that maybe I'm not getting so many of those psychic hits or impressions as I'm moving into this work. Because when I do this work, I, I, I'm not getting all of those hits or information I'm, you know, not necessarily seeing in the body like I used to when I took like my med medical intuitive class. I'm just really holding space for this, um, the source energy and the monad and people, I, I also want to share about what some of my clients are saying, but it's also a totally different exchange that I'm having with my clients. And it's a little hard maybe for my ego to release some of that because I'm like, Oh my God, am I like not a good psychic healer anymore? Because I'm just like not seeing as much as I used to. So what are your thoughts about that? So according to the, I'm going to say, according to the esoteric teachings, since that's what we're talking about. And I'm, I'm not a psychic psychics explore on the emotional realm. Okay. more on the emotional realm, whereas we're using the soul and the monad, which is higher vibrations than the emotional realm. We, we don't want that emotional distraction. We want that soul and monadic energy to come in and do whatever it needs to do for their highest and best good. That's uh, so I'm, I'm taking notes in my, in my training manual. <laughs> see that. Um, Does it have my tea? Yes. So that, very interesting because I would say you're correct in that. It is kind of a 
disturbance. People can get wrapped up in these images and these visuals. And sometimes I think that also people can become a little too dependent on, uh, psychics, you know, or that people that have that intuitive ability will tell me, what did you see? And I kind of want to say, well, no, what did you feel? What did you see? What did you experience? You know, bring the responsibility back to the individual. And the, the voice or the messages or whatever, however you get your information of the soul and the monad is short and sweet and to the point. Mm-hmm. It's not flowery and dramatic and it's encouraging, it's loving, it's kind. And it might say, quit your job, <laughs> take a walk, you know, have a cup of coffee, you know, don't eat that cookie. You know, it's such like it's not flowery. With the psychics, it tends to be much more flowery and much more dramatic. And we just the first thing I like to do is get people really, really quiet, so they can hear or see or or visualize or whatever the voice of the soul and the monad. Yeah. People say I'm not used to being so quiet. I'm like, yeah, that's why you're missing the messages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I would say that it is very direct because for this training, I had come down with, um, well, let me say, we have to re- I have to be careful with the way that I say this. See, I'm learning. I, I was having experiences of a head cold, right? Is that a better way to say it? Very good. Very good. Okay. Catching myself. So there was also the luxury to be able to use Zoom. And to zoom in to this training, and I could have been at home, comfortable in my pajamas all day. I was supposed to come down with two of my best friends, our our little triad, and one of my friends got really, really um, sick, and another person, my other friend, wasn't able to make it. But I kept hearing this voice: "You must go in person." And I'm like, I don't know if I really want to go in person. I'm like, I'm tired. I, you know, just want to sit on my couch and I'll just watch it. And I kept getting this pull: like, you have to physically be there. You have to physically be there. And I do feel that I I understand the reason for that now, but it was almost as if this energy would not let me say no. Exactly. And you've told stories at the training about kind of these directives that you were getting to. And I'm sitting there, you know, as a student, I'm saying, oh my God, this has already just happened to me. And it was like the push to say, no, you will go, you have to go. And it's a, it was like what, a three, three hour drive or three and a half hour drive, which, you know, I like to drive, not a big deal. It's not cross country or anything, but still, you know, it's a six hour day on top of nine o'clock to 6 PM. I mean, it was a full day. I was up at 5 AM. I didn't get home till 10 PM, but I didn't have a choice. And I, you know, that guidance was so strong. And it'll keep, once you get hooked up using this or whatever else, whatever you want to use, once you get hooked up, it's very, very, very strong. It's very, like, I'm not a morning person, as you know, but I woke, I, because I, I don't sleep very well. So I woke up at like six o'clock and I just started aligning. You have to be, you have to be clear. You have to get centered. You have to do this, open yourself up. So I kept doing this over and over and over and over and over and connecting with everybody that's going to be on this. That's going to be listening. I didn't know who's going to be listening. I'm hopefully my friends in Australia are listening. Yeah. Hi. Hi guys. And I've been, and I've been hearing from them. And that's the great thing about the zoom is that we can, you know, people from all over the world can take the training. So it's great. Yes. I have to say hello to our, uh, Australia and South Africa. My, uh, right. my classmates there, uh, they ended up listening to the podcast and they took the training as well. So, so cool. You know, sometimes and I forget. Were, and that- they've, 
And they've been emailing me. I just answered an email from South Africa just right before the call today. So I was like, hello, how are you? Yeah, that's so awesome. Sometimes I really do forget that, you know, people really are listening all over the world. It's like, here I am, I podcast in, in my apartment here. And then that was also a little surreal for me, you know, to come to the training. It's like, oh my God, people that actually listen to the show registered for this training. I'm like, holy cow. Like, yes, this, this makes an impact, you know? It's huge. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to share a little bit more too about, let's see my notes here. Some of my clients, um, one person had said, this is the deepest I have ever gone. Oh, um, and, and it was about when I did the training on her, it was only about 25 minutes when I, I did all of what we had learned. And, you know, it's like, I didn't use any essential oil. She was sitting down. She wasn't laying on my massage table. I had light music in the other room. So I didn't use all these tools that I normally do. And she's like, I, again, I don't know what you just did, but that was the deepest that I have gone in any meditation. Um, I had another girl before I took the training, I didn't quite know what I was doing, but I was just practicing the meditation, your free meditation that you have on your website. So I was just doing the heart to the Ajna to the soul star to the monad to the source and then bringing it down down to the earth. And as I was delivering Reiki to my clients, I was just doing that meditation with them over and over. And that was a client that I worked on before I came for your training. I got an email from her yesterday. I can't thank you enough for our last session. Something really shifted in me. She left her job, got a new job, is moving to Vermont where she wants to open um, and do psychotherapy, you know, with, a, with horses on a farm. And as a practitioner, I'm like, holy cow. I mean, yep. this person just shifted like so quickly. Another client of mine was having this really strange body experience in all of her yoga classes. She said she just felt like her, um, it was her, her right side. Yeah. Her right side felt very dark and she had like more feeling and sensation in the left side. She also has a tumor on her optic nerve and she's been getting radiation for that. We've been doing Reiki on that, but she felt like her whole entire body was divided and split. So in that session, again, this was before the training, I was just connecting and doing the, that meditation with the monad. I gave Reiki and then I was really focusing with intent. Cause that's the other thing that you teach. Intention is everything that I really set the intent for balance to come into her body. And then like next week I get this, this is the best that I have ever felt. I feel complete in my body and she's been doing wonderful and hasn't had that sensation. Personally, since I've taken the training, I am connecting. I'm doing this meditation every single day. I have had like three new job opportunities. I've been asked to speak at a PTSD conference. I have somebody that approached me to want to organize a healing retreat. Um, other stuff that Mike and I have going on has been kind of, you know, really taking off. I had um, unexpected money come to me. Um, That's a good one. We like that. I love that. Uh, you know, and so like all of these different things and I'm like, wow, it's almost a little, ah, uh, I don't want to say scary, but it's kind of like, whoa, I just feel like I'm saying like, what's going on? Okay. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to keep doing this because it okay. just feels like everything's coming into alignment. That's what, okay. So when you, okay. The difference again, between some of the other energetic modalities and this one is that this one recognizes the monad and the monad is fast. Hmm. It is fast. And if you are on a path and you need to change your life quickly, the monad, if you listen to the guidance, 
will um, do that for you. And when I studied with Carolyn May, she was always like, 10 minutes or 10 years, the choice is yours. So if you have a diagnosis, if you have one of the more serious diagnoses, like the diagnosis of cancer, the diagnosis of cancer means change now. It doesn't mean sit around and think about it for a long time. You need to take some sort of action to really change your life very, very fast. Um, and that's also with some of these other complex situations on the planet, the autisms, the fibromyalgias, the Parkinson's, Michael J. Fox, are you listening? The Parkinson's, the Lou Gehrig's disease, uh, these complex situations, you can work on the physical level and do the research and the, as much as you want. But if you pull in that monad, it will change, and, and you really are committed to healing, it will change your life for the, for the greater good fast, mm. fast. Yeah, so in the first part of what I also learned in kind of what I'm working in is working within the chakra system. You kind of say that the chakra system is where it's at. Can you just talk a little bit more about the importance of the chakra system in this work? Okay, in this work, where we are at this moment at this time, which you'll hear me say often, there's seven chakras and they're wheels of energy or vortexes of energy. And there's 21 lines of energy or nadis that cross to make a chakra. The minors, which would be the hand minors, the shoulder minors, the eye minors, the ear minors, there's 14 lines of energy or nadis that cross to make a minor. And then the acupuncturist, some would disagree with this, but according to the esoteric teachings, there's two lines of energy or nadis that cross to make an acupuncture point. So the chakras are stronger. It's like the juice of the house. It is, their chakras aren't working. Like I had a guy that came in two weeks ago and he's like, it's, it's my kidneys, it's my kidneys, it's my kidneys. I'm like, that's an organ. It's the last place to receive the energy, but your root or your basic chakra, I could hardly find him. And that's what controls the kidneys. And he kept saying to me, well, it's my kidneys, it's my kidneys. I said, no, 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 it is your basic chakra. And he has been on survival mode, which is the basic chakra for like three years. So now the organs or the systems that are associated with that chakra are starting to fail because they're not getting enough energy. And he, then he, yesterday he was telling me, well, my digestive system isn't so good. Well, that's the solar plexus. That's the solar plexus chakra. So if the solar plexus isn't energized, then your organs of processing, no matter what you eat, doesn't matter what you eat, doesn't matter how clean or organic or whatever your diet is, if your solar plexus chakra isn't balanced, your digestion is not going to be good. Mm. Okay. Now, the other thing that I love about this that I also learned in the training, and it's kind of similar um, in the same respect to Reiki, where level one Reiki, when you get trained, you can heal that, heal yourself. And same thing with esoteric healing. Um, you just imagine yourself sitting before you and you can work on your own energy body. So again, even though I'm a practitioner and I'm taking this to help clients, this is a tool for also self-healing that I really want to get across to people. Correct, correct. And I, I, there were a couple of people in, in the training had the cancer diagnosis. And let me just say this, if you're having a cancer situation or a back problem, don't call it my cancer, my back problem, my allergies calls it, I'm have, say I'm having a cancer experience or my back is hurting at this moment or the allergies are bothering me because we want to separate from the dis-ease. So when you're having a cancer experience and you're going through radiation or chemo, you need to be treated every day. 
people don't understand that. You don't go to your energy worker once a week and hope for the best when you're doing chemo every day or you're doing radiation or whatever. You have to be treated every day energetically to combat the cancer, the uh, radiation, or the chemo. That's why the self-treatment is so important. So now this person that was in the class that had the diagnosis, he can treat, he can treat himself every day. His sister came. She can treat him if he's too tired. It's You have to do something. You have to do something according to the esoteric teachings to counterbalance the uh, effects of the chemo or the radiation. Yeah. And, you know, we might've touched upon this in our other episode, but in regards to healing life paths, maybe soul contracts, if all of that stuff really does exist, um, let's say somebody does get a cancer diagnosis and they are working using these modalities, Are some t- sometimes is it not in the cards for them to actually spontaneously heal and live longer? And what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, everybody comes with a soul, S-O-U-L, purpose. Notice S-O-U-L, not S-O-L-E. So it depends upon what your soul contract is, uh, and everybody is different. And it, a lot of times when you have a diagnosis of cancer, like I said, it means change now. But if you're, say you're like five, it may not be you that needs to change now, but maybe it's the family unit that you're in, or maybe it's about the people that are helping you in this journey of the cancer experience. You just, you just don't know until you get in there and see what's going on. You know, or if one parent is totally a believer and the other parent isn't, it causes a split in the child system. So everybody needs to get on board and raise the vibration. That's why I tell everybody, listen to the meditation. Even if you don't understand it, listen to the meditation, listen to the meditation, listen to the meditation. It was recorded and designed to help heal the person and the planet. It's beautiful. I love the meditation. I've given it to like all my friends, all my clients that come in. I'm like, okay, so this is the healing that we did, but just listen to this meditation. Just do it. Even if you don't understand what the monad is, just do it. Exactly. Um, So I also want to ask you a question, and this is maybe more for people who have taken the training. Um, When we're working within the chakra system, you know, what we're learning is that there are, I think it's seven different levels. We have the physical, the emotional, the mental, personality, soul, spiritual six correct okay so when i am working within a person's chakra system i am kind of saying so say we start with the solar plexus this is one of the things that we learn i am saying each of those levels and when you are holding your hands like this and if you're working near a physical body sometimes the hands will actually extend out very similar to dowsing rods if anyone has ever used dowsing rods and you're looking for water you use yes or no and they they flip out like that. That's what that reminds me of. Um, now, one of my questions is like, how long are we necessarily supposed to stay at each level? Or is it just the intent as we begin that we want, we are calling balance to all of these six levels of the person, you know, in Reiki, the protocol is three to five minutes per hand position. But when I am here, and I'm, I'm kind of what I'm doing in my head is kind of saying all of those six levels and then I say them backwards and then I, then I move to the next one and I do the same thing. But again, I'm not quite sure what's going on or what I'm doing. And do I need to have more of an intent? Do I hold it longer or what if, what if my hands don't go out and they're just there? (laughs) These are all these like technical, very analytical questions that my brain tries to 
think That's, about. These are great questions. First of all, you're not in charge. Okay. So for you control freaks out there on the call, <laughs> give it up. You're not in charge. Uh, the soul and the monad of the other person is in charge. So you might not feel anything. Okay. That's why when I first started, I didn't know what I was doing. Now I do. Trust me, I know what I'm doing. And I would time 30 seconds for one chakra, 30 seconds for one chakra, 30 seconds. I didn't feel anything. So I needed something. I couldn't just stay like this forever in the hour that I had. But now I know what I'm doing. And so if I feel that a level is, so say it's physical, emotional, mental personality, and then the soul and the spiritual go out like this, then the level that's stuck is the personality level. So it's going to affect the mental level, the emotional level, and the physical level. You don't stay on that personality level because that's the one that's stuck. So you have to go above to the soul and bring that soul energy back through into the personality if it's for their highest and best good. And we don't know what the highest and best good, you know, but we won't, you know, but we always ask for the high. We don't ask for a specific outcome, even though we'd like to sometimes. It's always the highest and best good, whatever that is at this moment, at this time. So when so in working with some of my clients who also tend to have a very analytical brain you know and sharing and also trying to educate them a little bit about this process uh some may ask well well what does that mean it's on this on the emotional level or it's on the mental level like people are trying to make sense right of this. okay so an example of the emotional level and i don't think we did this in class but we're going to do it the next time for the cold and the flu the imbalance is on the emotional level so the emotional level, something's bugging you emotionally. Like we just went through the holiday season and guess what? And now it's tax time. So a lot of people, and then political situation in our country, it's got people really charged up. So a lot of people are getting physically sick with such a terrible flu, but it's because your emotions are all knotted up about what's going on in the world or the holidays or whatever. So that's, that's pretty simple to heal at the emotional level. The mental level is the way you think energy follows thought. So if you have a thought process that's not serving you, like I can't get better. Well, guess what? You're not going to get better. Or if the doctor tells you, you can't get better and you've made the doctor your God, then you're not going to get better. So that's a thought process. So I like to hang around with people that are more positive. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in that victim, doom and gloom. This is terrible situation. Now, if you have the imbalance on the soul level and probably all of your clients have the imbalance on the soul level and they needed. Yeah. Most of your clients have the imbalance on the soul level, so they need the next tool, which would be the monad, to help them heal. Because you've been working with them with all these other gifts that you have, but they needed more. And that's what you said when I first met you. I need more. <laughs> and that was happening with me. I was doing cranial sacral work and polarity and therapeutic touch and healing touch and tai chi and all that sort of stuff. But I was getting these complicated people that I needed more. So this, for me, is... I don't know what else is out there, but for me, this takes me higher than I want to go, not, not higher than I ever wanted to go, and it's more grounded. 
So my focus is practical application, practical application. How are you going to use this in your everyday life? Yeah. And, and if people are really searching for that explanation is part of it as the practitioner, just to guide them back to their own inner knowing and, you know, what does the emotional level mean to you? Where do you think you need to resolve more things on the soul level or personality? Okay. That's a great question. Everybody's different. So it's not just, you know, some people that are meditating for a long time, I encourage them to listen, do the best they can to get guidance for themselves. If they're just starting, you know, I'll say, like I said to this client the other day, I'm like, how are you feeling? And he's like, well, I'm not really mad at anything. I'm like, you're so mad. You don't even know that you're mad. He was so disconnected. He was just mad. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, you know, who are you mad at? And I'll try to help him nicely navigate the truth because a lot of people don't want to admit that they have issues gotcha so so when you're working with a client you're kind of asking them to identify a couple of areas you're having them bring the intent in you as the practitioner you're trying to assess that and maybe hear what isn't being spoken right with your own guidance that you're getting and then taking that into the esoteric healing correct okay Cool. Okay. So the other really huge thing that I came away with in this training, and I don't even know what I'm going to come away with next training. I'm so excited. Um, but all of a sudden I am sitting across from so many of my clients and I am hearing the conflict in what you call the Alta major minor, the personality in the back of the head. And I can, is it okay if I show a picture of that? So we can give them a visual. Um, so what I am seeing with this. And I think that this is like a huge thing for all human beings, including myself. This is like, this is it. This is where the healing is, I think, in many, many ways. But this is kind of the diagram here that we that we have. That's great. I'm glad you brought your book because mine are still in the car. Yeah. But I want to slip them back in. So the Alta Major is kind of back here. And what Bernadette was explaining in our class is that when the personality and the soul is not in alignment, that's where a lot of conflict can happen. This part kind of gets blocked a little bit. And this is what at least a lot of my clients come in. It's like, I know I should be doing this, but, but. or, you know, I really feel like I want to move, uh, you know, take a different job, but, you know, it pays really well and da 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 da. And, and my thing has been, I know I'm probably going to stop taking health insurance, but will people still find value and will people still pay out of pocket? if they can't use their health insurance anymore. So I'll tell you, as soon as I left that training, I'm like, I got to get my soul and my personality into alignment because I am hearing these downloads. I'm hearing the guidance yet. I will use that, but, or make that excuse or wait a little bit longer. And I think this is a huge thing for a lot of people that the soul and the personality aren't lining up and the personality, I don't know if the personality, if I understand it or I'm making sense of it to be a little bit more of our ego self that comes in, but that's like where fear is stored or you can't do this and you're so afraid to just jump into what the soul really wants. Correct. The, the altum, okay, so the alt, let me just explain for people. The mm-hmm. altum major minor is not a chakra. Mm-hmm. 
the author major minor is a minor, so there's 14 lines of energy or nadis that cross mm -hmm. to make it, but we call it the author major minor because it is a minor of major importance and it controls the sympathetic nervous system, that's the fight or the flight. So when you have PTSD, the author major minor is really, really, really jammed. Any of these complex diseases, even the common cold, the author major minor gets jammed and then it creates a situation. So it's not just between the personality or the ego and the soul, but then as you go up on the evolutionary journey, it's between the soul and the monad. If the monad is telling you what to do and the soul is saying no, then there's a big conflict. So yes. it gets more, and, and as a world server, and you're a world server, and I'm a world server, as a world server, we're being called to help more and more people because there's more and more conflict in the world. And we can keep drugging people, but that's going to just do the physical body. It's not going to help truly heal what's going on. Yeah. So, well, I just, I just love this work, falling in love with it, falling in love with it more and more. Uh, you gave us some great references and different books to read. I, I still have to find some uh, time and to purchase those and kind of read through some of those because there is a part of my personality I really like to understand a lot of it. It's funny, I could see um, some other similar personalities uh, like me, um, like Alan might have been one of them in the class where he had some of the same questions I had. It's like, okay, but what about this and what about that? And then right. I saw like some other people that were like, they didn't care about any of that stuff. They were just receiving and doing it and didn't even need to know the background of it. <laughs> was like, that's, that's the rays. The other thing that's different about yeah. this work than the other healing modalities, we have rays. There's seven rays. They come from the creator. They color who we are. So you have, you must have some ray five in you. That's concrete science and knowledge. You want to research, you want to study. That's the ray of your surgeon. The other people have more ray four. We we're having a demonstration of that. The night of the class was the Grammys. Uh, Sunday night is the Oscars. That's, that's Hollywood. That's harmony through conflict. That's beauty. That's glamour. So, um, you know, if you know what rays you are, there's one ray for your physical body, one for your emotional body, one one for your mental body, one for your personality, one for your soul, and one for your monad. If you know what your rays are, it makes your life easier because that's who you are. There's no sense. You can't change them. Those are your gifts from God. So we're going to talk about the rays more in the next training with you, April. And also, I want to tell you, people that are on the call, for those that you just can't wait to wrap your hands around this work, we're doing a part one on April 19th. April 19th. So April and Mike encourage me to do another one sooner than later so it's on the charts we're ready to go we can do it in person we can do it via zoom we can do it however you want but we just want you there yeah so and i highly recommend it if you guys can't catch my enthusiasm about this i don't know i, I don't know what to say about it but it really is it's so awesome um i love it i love it for the self-healing aspect of it i love it even more because you know as i'm practicing it and i'm seeing the feedback that i'm getting from clients and I'm seeing their lives change. And this isn't even a very long process, you know, with some of the stuff that's going on. It's incredible. It's, it's, uh, it's incredible. I'm experiencing it firsthand. So I'm in, I'm in all the way. Um, I'm going to oh. be there in March. <laughs> I want to be a teacher of this. Um, all right. Yeah. Energy follows thought. You heard her. That's it. I heard her. She wants to be a teacher. We need teachers. There's hardly any teachers. And my focus, I'm the only one that does the Zoom. My whole focus is 
practical application. How are you going to use it in your life to help yourself and others? It's easy. It's safe. There's no side effects. It's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. So let our listeners know where can they go to register to get more information for the April 19th training. Okay, so my website is the esotericbloom.com, esotericbloom.com. We haven't put up the April information yet, but we will be doing it this weekend, and you can register there. And also, I have a YouTube site that you can listen. We've been um, posting these interviews that April has been doing. If you want to hear them, we we put it on YouTube. We put it on the esotericbloom.com. And I always say to people, if you have any questions, problems, concerns, complaints, oh no's, ahas, call me, text me, write me. Writing is the slow way. Texting is the fast way. <laughs> All right, Bernadette. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us thank again. You. We're going to have I you back it. on. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Bye, everybody. Highest and best. Do the meditation. Yay. Thanks for listening to the Path 11 podcast today. I hope you all enjoyed this show. Don't forget to check out the video version of this episode at path11tv.com in the next few weeks. Through path11tv.com, we are planning on providing a video version of some of our future podcast episodes. Path11tv.com, a new video streaming service featuring leading edge conferences, workshops, interviews, and more. Visit path11tv.com for all the details. We hope you enjoyed the show.